good vibes, stick the inside the mind of psychic mamas. Good vibes, stick the inside the mind of psychic mamas. Psychic mamas, vibes and believe. Your favorite psychic mamas, psychic mamas, vibes and believe. Your favorite psychic mamas. Hey guys and welcome back to good vibes thick thighs this is your host roxy my co-host is running a little late but drea will jump back on when she can but we're super excited about today's episode because we have a very special guest we have christina flack with us today who is a very inspiring mama i have to say myself so <laughs> i'm super privileged to have you on our show to just talk about your experience and everything. So I don't know if you want to give them a short bio about who you are. Sure. Thank you for having me today. I am a celebrity makeup artist. I am uh, the CEO and creator of Pretty Girl Makeup and the new company that I'm doing, I'm Too Busy Cosmetics and Skincare. I am a mother of five. I am um, a beauty expert on California Live NBC. I'm a philanthropist. I am a... um, sepsis awareness advocate. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of all my titles. (laughs) That's amazing. Cause I was talking to Christina before we came on to the recording and was telling her that like looking into her background, looking into her story, seeing everything that she's accomplished already. It's just like so amazing and so inspiring. And hopefully it inspires you all listeners as well. What we'll do is normally we do start off with our two truths and one lie, but I want to give Drea a little bit of time to jump on. So maybe we'll save that game for the end. <laughs> okay. That sounds fine. Cause I have to think of some, uh, two truths and a lie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I get very awkward when it comes to grief as do. Don't, several. <laughs> don't just, we're just here talking. It's easy. So just ask away. I'm an open book. So I know, you know, you are a widow and now you're raising your kids how is that transition from having a partner to having to do it on your own? So just to clarify, um, my kid's dad was not Ken Black. My kid's okay. dad is someone else. And I'm very blessed because, well, it was really great when I had two husbands. Okay. And uh, <laughs> with that many kids, it was really fantastic. So now I have one dad, um, my kid's biological father, and he is great. And I'm very grateful because it would be really hard to have five kids. And my kids are older now. So you're giving me way too much credit. Um, <laughs> my, my oldest is 29. She's a fashion designer. And then my next one is 27. And she is a screenwriter in Los Angeles. And my son, Nikolai, is in university playing golf. And my youngest, Ben, is um, 16, and he is a golfer as well. And I lost one of my, uh, Ben's twin beau, passed away on Christmas Day um, when he was four months old. So, but I count him because he was my child and I um, don't want him forgotten. Oh, of course. Memory lives on through us that we're still here. Yes. Like your children sound like they're becoming very successful humans in this world. They are. And they're really nice. They're wonderful people. And on, and that's really all that matters to me, that they're hardworking and they're happy and they're doing what they love and they make the world a better place. So I'm very grateful to them. I know you started your line, Pretty Girl mm-hmm. Makeup, when 
you know, you had to have nannies at home with you to help you juggle everything. Did it ever come to a part where you were just like, this probably is just way too much? I'm sure I had days like that <laughs> at the beginning. It was a lot, but I was really lucky that I was able to work out of a, on my office in my home. And, you know, my as they got older, you know, my kids are pretty spread apart. They, they get busier and, and I would kind of just do as much as I could do and try not to beat myself up, even though I did, um, because I was being a makeup artist and then running my company. And then for a while, I just thought, oh, I don't want to be a makeup artist anymore. But I missed it more than I realized. I I have three agents now. I'm with Ford Artists, um, New York, Miami, Chicago, Los Angeles, and LA, San Francisco. And I'm with Brandy Moore. And I am with Zenobia. You know, I'm very blessed to have these amazing agents that represent me. Because my kids are all older now, and I only have one half the time with me, I can travel a lot more and I can go do really cool projects. I was in Beverly Hills with uh, Maria Bartiromo with Fox um, two weeks ago for two days. And then I went to Denver to work on a project with Fox for a documentary. And then I went to Arizona and do a documentary. I mean, I'm I'm all over the place. That's incredible. Did you ever, did you ever like grasp how huge this, your company and then how many, like how huge your clientele themselves would become when you first started? I couldn't have imagined. And I never thought that I would have the clients that I've had. When I look at my client list on my, on christinaflack.com, I'm even like, geez, when did all that happen? You know, I'm, I'm very blessed to have worked with all these extraordinary people. And I, I always say that one of the gifts with purchase of being a makeup artist is getting time, which is my favorite gift of all, getting time with someone like Condoleezza Rice or, you know, Isaiah Washington or Tyler Florence, who I adore. And so I'm very blessed that my job gives me time with all these really cool people that I get to get to know them and learn things from them. And I, I love it. I really do. And I especially love how like humble you are, even though you've been in the same rooms as like big names, like Melissa McCarthy and Hillary Swank for one, like, it's just amazing. You're still like down to earth person. Like I see your Instagram posts and you're just having fun with it. Like, it's not like you're, yeah. you're getting this big head and you're letting it get no. to you. like, you're getting, you know? No, I mean, I don't think that's in my nature to be arrogant and obnoxious. I hope not anyway. <laughs> but um, I also see like my so the celebrities that I do work with, how they treat people. And I always see like how they go. They're so kind and everything. And it just I, like I want to be that. I mean, I'm that way anyway, but I really make a point of being extra nice to everybody. And that's part of my job that I get hired. I was listening to a Howard Stern interview today on the way home from Silverado at six in the morning. Um, <laughs> but JB Smooth was on. Do you know that guy from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm? I th- yeah. Okay. He's a comedian. He's really funny. But he was even saying he's a seed planter. And I'm like, oh, I think I'm that too. Because he said he's been on shoots forever and he'll sit and eat with the interns. And now those interns are running, you know, the studios. But I, I'm that way. I try, I treat everybody kind the way I want to be treated. And, and so I get hired back a lot because they know I'm not a pain in the ass. They know that I'm going to work hard, that I'm going to show up on time. And it does matter, especially in my industry. I think it probably matters in every industry that, um, that you're responsible and respectful and kind and easy to work with and, and grateful. And, and you know what, every experience I have depend, and it doesn't even matter. I could be with a model or a bride or whomever I'm working with. Everyone has a story. Everyone's, someone's got something that you can learn from. I mean, I learned from the CFO of Google. 
Imagine that. She taught me how to do a, how to blow out hair better because I'm not like I'm a makeup artist that does hair. Yeah. I'm not a hairstylist. So she was telling me, no, you've got to pull that hair down and straighten <laughs> it. I'm like, I don't want to hurt you. And she goes, no, attack it. I mean, I, I have all kinds of clients. I mean, stories about my clients. They're all great. They really are. That's amazing that you're building the like bonds while you're doing something that you'd love to do. Like I, I, I'm telling you, I can't even believe it. I, and I get paid. Yeah, I get to go better. to nice places. Yeah. I get to go to like, I mean, I'm like in, I'm in Beverly Hills at the Peninsula Hotel with uh, Maria Bartiromo. And she's so great and smart and fun. And like, I get to hang out with her for two days and get paid. <laughs> I mean, it's great. And then like today, I don't, I don't have any shoots. You know, I just do, I do my podcast interviews. I work on magazine articles. I'm working on my company. So there's, I mean, I'm going to go watch my kid go golf this afternoon. So You're I like just try to living the life. I is- am living, I am so living <laughs> my best life. <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> Looks like my co-host is joining. Hi. Hello. How are you? Nice <laughs> to meet you. Good, good. Okay. So we did kind of start. We're saving the two truths and one lie to the end. Okay. Giving you time to jump on. What I was stating to Christina right now is that she's a makeup artist living life, building bonds with these celebrities, you know, getting paid for doing something she loves. And our listeners are probably like, well, Roxy doesn't wear makeup. So it's... <laughs> You know, makeup can come off superficial, but what I did enjoy seeing from your posts and what you like portray on other podcasts is that you talk about how it's the mentality and feeling the beauty within and stuff, which is past the superficial stuff. Yeah. I, I think I don't. Okay. I think anything you do in life, you should give it your best. So whether it be, you know, you take good care of your body, you exercise, you eat well, drinking a lot of water, you're getting enough rest, taking care of your skin. For, I'm going to give you a great, perfect example. I worked with a teenager last year named Ivy, who I absolutely adore. And we were just chatting about, you know, you can do anything in life you want and, you know, showing her how to like pick the right foundation. And, you know, it doesn't need, it's not you know, you don't match your hand to your face because they're two different colors. You know, you just match it and make sure that it's not darker or lighter. It's supposed to disappear. So we did that. And two weeks later, after we had this makeup lesson, she t- calls me and said, I have to share something with you. I'm like, what? She was, remember you told me I could do anything I wanted? I'm like, yeah, I believe that. And she's like, well, I applied for a study abroad program and mm. in Prague to do art and, and I got it. And I'm like, I, that just made me so happy. She goes, I felt so confident and good about myself after that I did something that, you know, I did, I got, this is my, another one of my favorite quotes, get comfortable being uncomfortable. She goes, I was really uncomfortable doing this, but I did it. And so when you start getting used to getting comfortable being uncomfortable, you start really realizing that great things can happen. I'm a makeup artist for a reason. I am not an actress. So I like being <laughs> behind the camera. And then I started five years ago doing these podcast interviews and I was terrified. And I've been on, t- I was on The View years ago and I was trembling. I kept thinking, oh my gosh, they're going to see my legs shaking. But when my friend Berlin Fisher asked me to go on California Live on NBC to be the, the on-air beauty expert, I'm like, no, I can't do that. Like, no. And, and he was like, listen here, you you need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I thought about it. I'm like, Hmm, okay, you're right. And I thank him all the time because it changed my life. 
Now I realize that great things happen when you get comfortable being uncomfortable. Like it's been like today, my segment was on and I can't believe that I'm on NBC and they're saying celebrity makeup artist, Christina Flack. Like I, like my eyes pop out of my head. If I hadn't gotten comfortable being uncomfortable and taking the, you know, gotten into that place, it just was like, Oh, I'm cringing. I don't, but now I'm, I'm so much better on air. I think the podcasts have helped considerably, but doing these on-air segments have helped with how I speak and how I, you know, do my segments. And so I think it's a great thing learning to get, you know, you can't always stay in this comfort zone because nothing happens if you just stay in that zone of mediocrity, you know, just like, yeah. And I think, you know, you go into um, a meeting with just a little bit of makeup or whatever, you're feeling more confident. You're not distracted with, oh God, I hope they don't see the bags under my eyes and I look tired. <laughs> like, I mean, I have to hire myself all the time. I'm like, I, you know, I woke up, I woke up at 4.30 today and, I, and I'm tired. And, I, and I'm like, oh, before we got on, I, I'm like, oh boy, I got to get some conceal. I got to hide all this because I'm tired because I don't want to be looking at myself on Zoom thinking, oh my God, what are they thinking? Like, who is she talking about beauty? And she looks like hell. Like, I don't, you have all these crazy conversations with yourself. And so I think there's nothing wrong with feeling, you know, every, I don't think everyone's superficial, but I think everyone, you know, we all love beautiful things and, and, and things looking good. So we're visual. That's more what I'm trying to say. Not that we're beautiful things, but you know, when you're, we're all visual people. And if, if you look good and you're confident going into a meeting, it's going to just end up better. What is one way or what pushed you to that confidence of like, I need to change. I need to be uncomfortable. Like what helped you even get to that point? I think doing these podcasts, I never wanted to do them, but I started because I, my husband passed away five years ago. And so I, the sepsis Alliance asked me to raise awareness for sepsis. So I started doing that. And then I, you know, obviously would be speaking about being a makeup artist and a mother and grieving and grieving in a positive way. And, and then when I, when the NBC thing came up, I just thought like, I can't let an opportunity like that go away. Like that would be absurd. Now it's just like, I'm like, what else is coming my way? I didn't think I could write particularly well, but I've had so many articles published in, you know, us weekly and all these different publications of my writing and images that that I've done the makeup for. So all these things that I didn't even know were possible that could happen have happened. And so it just leads to more doors being open. And I think when you're, I mean, believe me, I'm not always confident about everything. A lot of times I'm like, Oh my God, I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> um, I, ha- I work with these energy healers and, and one of them said, before you go into a meeting or into a room, you just say, I am beautiful and everyone loves me. And I say it three times and I'm like, that calms me down a minute. <laughs> and I'm talking about, what I know, I know, you know, wellness, beauty, makeup, like these are all things that I can speak about my children, uh, relationships, grieving, I, I can speak about it all day. So I think it's a lot easier when you're speaking about things you're comfortable with. Very true. Very yeah. true. But I love that. Like you need to feel some sort of uncomfortable to kind of like level up and stuff. You do. <laughs> you do. That's because I know starting this. <laughs> right. I'm sure. I, I bet because think about it. Nothing. It, my Tyler Florence, my celebrity chef, client, friend, brother, who I love, love, love. 
he said to me one time, if anyone knew how goddamn hard it was to be exceptional, no one would do anything. And so it's better that we don't know and great things do happen. And if you just stay like grateful and positive and, you know, you're doing what you like, like I have been asked so many times, what do you tell other entrepreneurs or your children about like, you know, work? And what I'd say is figure out what you love doing so much that you do it for free and then figure out how to get paid. So I've done that. I love doing that. I am using that line today. (laughs) Good. Please do figure it out. And, and because it doesn't feel like work. And because when you start a business, it takes so much more time, so much more money, so much more everything. And if you're not loving the process, you're going to fail. I don't believe there are failures in life. The only failures in life are not trying and not setting a goal. I don't like that word try because it lets you get you it out. Like, oh, well, I tried. No, it's bullshit. You didn't try. <laughs> if you decide you're going to do something and you set a goal, you do it. And so I, I think anything is possible because I'm doing all these things that I never imagined that I would do. And, and I, and I, am very grateful for everything in my life. And sometimes, you know, I've had bumps in my road, believe me, so many. And it just means I need to pivot with my, let's, I'm using my company for an example. Some things didn't work out. I didn't have investors, like whatever. I did, you know, pandemic, blah, blah, blah. There's a million things. But I just keep staying in my lane, keep doing what I'm doing and everything always works out. And I'm really, I'm clear on my goals. Like I talk to the universe. I'm like, okay, universe, bring me a photo shoot. You know, I need sale. I need this, like whatever I say, it always, when I'm clear, things work themselves out. When I'm not clear and I'm wobbly, that's when things get murky. So do you have like, sorry, go, go, (laughs) we're like, yeah, (laughs) I'll write my question down. So I don't forget. You could ask her, go ahead. Okay. (laughs) I'll forget. You guys are so cute. (laughs) It's just, you were talking about clarity and having a clear mindset and, and like, speaking to the universe about what you want once you have that clear mindset do you have any grounding methods that you do to get your mindset like you know yeah like every day at the end of the day when I get into bed I am like I clear I clear and release clear and release clear and release um I say that I pray you know I'm like um you know, I pray to God, I pray to my angels and I thank them for the day and watching over me and the blessings and miracles that have happened. I end the day like that. And when I wake up in the morning, I did this book with this uh, self-help writer. And she said, the first thing you need to do in the morning is say, good morning, Christina. I love you. We're going to have a great day. And so that's how my day starts. I say it every day. And then I dry brush, have my green juice, my water, my tea. And I think because I'm very disciplined with you know, my rest, my, what I eat, what I drink, my exercise. So what I do to ground uh, today, I went to yoga. I go to my hot power yoga. I will go to Pilates. I will go for a hike. And when I start feeling like I'm overwhelmed or anxious, I take a break from what I'm doing. I'll walk outside, go breathe. I live on the water. So I go look outside at the water and think, wow, I'm so lucky I get to live here. Or I go for a walk or sometimes I just shut it down and like, okay, I'm getting my nails done or I'm going shopping. Or I'm going to go read my book. I do a lot. I read a lot. I'm a total nerd, (laughs) right? Oh my God. Love to read. It's like everything. That's awesome. Okay. So my question was, what got you into your spirituality or your spiritual journey? Like what took you there? How'd you get there? Well, I think I've always had that there. Um, You know, my friends were all, they're all kind of a lot of woo woo, right? Mm. Um, 
But I think, you know, when you have lost, my mother passed away when I was young, then my son, then my husband and all these crazy things. I just, after those things happened, I started working with an energy healer, Diane in Canada. I love her. And she really just, you know, got me to be grounded and and help me work through these things. We always think that things are happening to us and sometimes they're happening for us. I don't particularly think that my husband dying or my baby dying was for me, but you, you know, you can choose the way you deal with things in life. I started an educational fund for my son, Bo, at the Northern Lights School in Oakland, and then the Ken Flack Educational Fund at the Northern Lights School, because I didn't want them forgotten. And education and nutrition are super important to me. And then I started with my friend, Lisa Zimmer, uh, the Bo Friedman Outdoor Classroom at the Edna McGuire School in Mill Valley. I think grieving, I don't think you need to be this grieving widow with this black veil. I I thought one day I was on a hike by myself and I could hear my husband saying to me, I hate watching you sad. Uh, You know, I can't comfort you the way, you know, I would if I was there. And it, you know, I, I thought, wow, that must really be awful for him to look down and I'm sad and crying all the time. So I just thought like, I have to live my best life. I don't want him looking down sad or my son or my mother. I think when you're grieving, it's so easy to just kind of be in this morose, feeling sorry for yourself place. But there's always someone with much worse problems than you, even though it doesn't feel like it at the time. So for me, giving back, raising awareness for sepsis or starting the educational fund or raising money for underprivileged children to go to school makes me feel good. I mean, it's obvious that's the byproduct. I'm obviously helping the universe. I'm trying to make the world a better place, but it makes me feel good to help others. And I think if you can get over yourself and get out of your way and and be helping others, I think it helps when you're dealing with grief. I just lost one of my best friends two weeks ago. Like I watched her die of colon cancer and she had seven kids and she was smoking hot and she had an eight-year-old and a 12-year-old. Her two youngest were so little. And I promised her that I would, you know, do everything I could to make their life, you know, as good as I could can. And I miss her so much. It's so weird. Like I look on my phone and I'm like, oh, she's not. But I still have her as one of my favorites at the top. And I, I'm not moving her, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but watching that, you know, watching her die was oh, awful. You know, and then I just look at her husband and these two little kids and I just think, what the hell do I have to complain about? How do you even get out of that mindset? Because I feel like we have listeners, especially like me that I, when I do readings with people who like are stuck in that grief or that like, I don't even want, yeah, I guess it's kind of grief, but I do have a few clients where they can't get over like, my dad's gone. My mom is gone. Like. They're stuck in that. They're, they're just, they're, they're paralyzed. You have to decide you want to, first of all. And just know it's not like taking the first step. Oh, I'm not saying I'm over my husband or my baby or my mother or my, or Deidre's death. You just learn to manage it. And you know what I think the biggest thing is? My oldest daughter, Melania, came into my office one day and she said, because I, I was right after my husband died, I was so furious with everyone and everything. I just hated everything was awful. And she just said, mom, listen here, you have to be grateful for the time that you had with him and not for what you don't have, because most people don't even get that. 
So hearing her say that, it really did change how I look at things. And it doesn't mean I can't find new love again. I have someone new that I love very much, drives me nuts. Like I want to strangle him today, but I love him and he fills my heart. And someone's like, well, how can you love someone else again? Well, it's kind of like I've got five kids and I have one huge heart for each kid. So I have a big heart for this person. You know, I, I love him very much. And um, he, he has my full heart. Like I have a whole heart for him, just like I have for each one of my kids. I don't divide it up into like ooh, tenths. Some people like, I don't know, like, I, I, I get what you mean. Like some people that cannot move on, like they're grieving. No, their- they're not choosing to move on. They can, they're not choosing to, you can choose to move on. Doesn't mean that person's forgotten. It doesn't mean you don't love them. It doesn't mean you don't miss them, but you need to live life and, and be happy. I hate being unhappy. I don't like saying hate, but I, I in this case, I, I, I despise it. It doesn't feel natural to me. I'm, I'm a very positive, upbeat person. I get sad and depressed a lot, but it doesn't feel good to me. You know, when I'm like that, am I hungry? Am I tired? Am I thirsty? Am I not, what am I grateful for? I, I think of all those things. And then I think, okay, what am I going to do to be happy? What can I do to help someone else make their life better? No, do you honestly think that, oh, your, your father passed away, your mother, do you really want them looking down on you and just like, I can't get over it, I can't get over it? It's like, that's an excuse for not being productive and doing something. So I don't like excuses. I don't think it's making the world make, go start a foundation, go do something positive. Stop, you know, no one wants to be around anyone that's negative and complaining. And, you know, deciding to do something, and you don't have to do what I did. That's just an example of like of the school that, it, it touched my heart. Like my son, Ben, Bo's twin, that kid is 16 years old. And for the past eight years, he has been playing. He's a golfer. He has been going to this Vita Blue golf tournament and he raised $60,000 last October. He's raised over $125,000 in eight years for underprivileged children to go to private school. Wow. And, you know, like I am so proud of that. And all my kids have helped in some way. Like my Nikolai played in the golf tournament. Both my girls have gone and donated their time. And, you know, it's a, you just have to decide how you want to live your life and how I think because I have children, I don't want them seeing me depressed and moping and not being productive and not accomplishing things. I want them to accomplish things and be happy. And if I'm not, then how are they going to know how to? Mm -hmm. Because it's so interesting. My daughter Rose had said to me once after Ken passed, she said, you know, the way you've handled all of these things with Bo and Ken and all this other stuff with such dignity and grace and, you know, hard work and you're nice to everyone and you're polite and you're positive. She's like, that means more than any of your dumb lectures on drugs and alcohol. I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> are you kidding my lectures were award-winning <laughs> think about that our kids we our kids watch us they're watching while we're you know texting on the phone yeah. or or gossiping all these things that you know we don't want them to do but we're doing so we, it is so important so that's why after ken died and after Bo died and you know deidre died it's really it was really hard for me like when she passed a few weeks it's still i'm still raw and i i'm just like trying to stay on my schedule. You you know, it really helped to exercise once or twice a day. Don't have to do any big thing. Go for a walk, go to yoga, but making sure I'm eating well and resting because sometimes when we're tired or, or any of those things, everything seems worse than it is, even though nothing's changed. So 
if you can just decide, okay, today I'm going to do one thing different, I, you know, just start, do something, set some goals, set five goals and, you know, give yourself some time to do it, but don't make excuses for not living your life because of someone passing away. That's absurd. And that's life. We are all going to die. Like, I, I love when people say, oh my God, well, when, if I die, like, no, 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 it's not an if, it's a when. You will. <laughs> I like, think everybody's just scared of that. Like I know, but you know? to me, to me, I'm not. I'm like, oh God, I can get to go be with all my people. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to die. I don't want to die right now. But when it's time, I'm like, oh, awesome. I'm gonna go up there and be with to be big party up there. I'm gonna go visit everybody. <laughs> That's a, such a good mindset. Like if right, could just think big party up there when we die. Yeah, like, wouldn't want to go right. Yeah, you're going to see your parents and your kid, and and I know because one of my uncles, who is like the least spiritual religious person I know, passed away a few months ago, and my niece was telling me it was her grandpa. She said, "You won't believe this." He was like saying, "I want to go home. I want to go home." And I go, "Well, maybe he just thought he was at the hospital." She goes, "No, he was saying his mom and dad are sitting on the on the bed waiting for to take him home," and I'm like. Okay, all my woo woo that I believe now I really believe because if that guy <laughs> was saying he's going up, you know, there with his mom and dad, and he didn't believe in any of this stuff, and I believe so now I know it's really true. Wow, <laughs> that's cute. I like it. All the woo woo, woo woo, yeah. And then my and my friend, she was saying that too at the end. I want to go home. I want. She told me. I'm like baby, you're home. And then she's like, no, I'm going to go home. I'm like, oh, okay. I go, go, go up there. Go check on my husband. I'm sure he's in trouble and check on my baby. <laughs> I'm sure my husband's causing mischief up there. I go, oh, good luck. You're in charge. I'm taking care of your husband and your babies. You can go up there and take care of mine. <laughs> That's a good exchange. So you have this like bubbly personality, this like optimistic view in life, no matter if it's, you know, about death and stuff how do you find yourself to keep that I'm like I'm sure like all of us you have your bad days how do you go over the bad days I really just am grateful for life and what I have and I just I you know I feel it don't think like if I'm having a problem with my person or my kids or something it's very hard on me I don't like I don't like it and because my job I don't have a normal job like I'm going on podcasts doing interviews. I'm on TV talking about makeup. I'm, I'm with clients. I can't be negative and depressed and in a bad mood. It's just, I don't have that kind of job. I have to arrive there looking relatively put together. I, I just need to keep it together. And I know that, you know, something's going to change and it'll get better again. And I think one of my friends, I think told me one day I was having just a terrible day and she's like, you know, yesterday you were having a great day. And I go, yeah, yesterday was a great day. She goes, okay, well, guess what? Nothing's changed in your life in 24 hours. So today you think today is the worst day in the whole wide world, but it's no different than yesterday when things were perfect. So we have to keep things in mind. So again, and I know I'm bringing this up again, I have to think when I'm in that place where everything feels negative, like I'm like, okay, did I eat? Have I had my water? Did I work out? Did I, and what am I grateful for? You know, what, what do you know, think of something that I'm looking forward to going and doing. I I'll think of things I'm grateful for my kids, my health, my whatever, my work. 
I can keep things. I just learn to manage my moods, you know, and I just know like I don't drink a lot of alcohol. It's alcohol doesn't make you pretty. And you know, it's, it, <laughs> it will make me if I like, you know, I'll have a glass of wine. That's good. Or two, that's it. I start, I will go into a dark, tired place or I'll be sad and I don't want to go there. So I don't. I guess it's about knowing your body and knowing what you could take and what you can't take and stuff like that to really enjoy the life you've been given. Right. I mean, I, I don't feel good enough drinking to feel crappy the next day. So if I'm feeling kind of off or whatever, I'll go turn on Netflix. I'll watch Mrs. Maisel or whatever, I'll go take a hot lavender bubble salt bath and go, you know, some days you just have to go, you know what? I'm going to bed. I'm going to yeah. get my book and this day's got to end because it sucks. So I just want to know out of curiosity. So like when you work with famous people, do you feel like some of them are spiritual? Oh, so many. Yes. They're normal people. They're all, fun. <laughs> you know, I, I really, I don't know if I get the best of them, but I don't know. I, I've worked with so many lovely people that are just really cool. They're really kind and thoughtful. And so what's I, like the biggest I, I think you've done? My biggest show? Yeah. Well, I mean, I in, there's so many different respects. So like if I would give highlights of my career, working with Gucci, Louis Vuitton, uh, working with uh, Rita Moreno or Hilary Swank or Tyler Florence and Bobby Flay or Rita Bartolomo on Fox, um, Isaiah Washington, like, there's so many things that I've done. All right. You know, Condoleezza Rice for Time Magazine. Like I have so many different projects I've worked on. Um, Jalen Brown, he's with the um, Boston Celtics, you know, like I w- did a photo shoot with him before he got signed and he was, I was with him for two days. Amazing person. And so many, I've had so many different things in my career that I'm just like, wow, I can't believe I got to, well, I mean, being on NBC on California live, Huge, yeah, that's huge, huge deal. Like to see myself talking, you know, working on three different people and speaking about different makeup tips or, you know, at Valentine's Day, they had me do a segment on bath bombs, sugar scrub, and soap. Okay. I don't know where I pulled this out of, but I made <laughs> these, these beautiful bath bombs that were like with, you know, decorated and soaps that were hearts with glitter. And I made these sugar scripts. Like, I don't know how I pulled that out of my ass, but it was like this great segment that I was on for almost 10 minutes on national TV going on about soap and bath bombs and and sugar scrubs. Like, how did that happen? That's cool. Boom. Yeah. Comfortable being uncomfortable right there. Oh my God. And that's what, that's what Berlin, my, I call him my TV husband. Like he makes jokes. He's like, Hey wife. Look what you just did. I go, I know, I can't even believe it. I'm like, I thank him all the time. Thank you for uh, teaching me to be comfortable being uncomfortable because great thing, you know, if you know that great things are going to happen when you're uncomfortable, then they're not, then you're like, okay, well, I'll I'll try it. I'm not going to, I'm going to give it a try because I know what great things have happened when I have gotten comfortable being uncomfortable. So change is hard for a lot of people. Like, I feel like me personally, I take change a lot better than the average person. But just because I'm like that, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not changing. Like you're, you're, you're staying stag to me. Yeah, no, I like that attitude because if you think about it, when people sit there, oh, I'm scared of what can happen to me. If you're focusing on what could possibly, maybe possibly, I don't know, maybe happen and it's probably never going to happen. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of thought. Use your powers. I always tell my kids for good. 
use your powers to manifest what you want, not what you want not to have happen. Because right. if you know, if you read about like, you know, manifesting in the universe, you are going to get whatever it is you focus upon, you know, because it's basically, you know, it's, pr- it's praying for negative things to happen. You know, if you keep going, oh, worrying, it's like, oh, I'm scared of this going to happen. I'm scared it's going to happen. Well, the universe thinks that's what you want to have happen. So they're going to make it happen for you. So all that stuff that you're worrying about, you're bringing it on. So don't yeah. think about what you want. And, you know, I, I have wanted all these things to happen in my career. I wanted to work with these celebrities. I wanted to be on, like, I wanted it even if I was scared and it happened. So now I know I'm like, okay, I'm using my powers for, for good, not evil. You are saying it yourself, like, just like our words are very powerful. Like oh, our thoughts so are too. Important. The only failure in life is not setting a goal and doing it. Whatever you focus on, it will happen. You just have to decide to do it. Complaining is just a waste of time. It's useless. It is not making the world better. It's not helping you. And it's just an excuse for laziness and failure that you have brought on. You know, you should put your best foot forward in everything, whether it be in how you treat people, how you look, how you feel. Why would you not? Like that's, you know, making a negative comment of like, oh, it's superficial. It's like, or the other one I get a lot of from people is, well, I don't have time to make green juice or I don't have time. I'm like, okay, look, I have all these kids, even if they're not all home now, but you know, I go on photo shoots. I just, you know, I don't sit there on Instagram and TikTok wasting time all day. I'll put stuff up or whatever, but you know, I'll go make the green juice. I put it in the blender and I make it and put it in mason jars for like two days. If I'm on a shoot, I'll bring raw almonds. Like I don't sit and eat the craft service table because I'll weigh 7,000 pounds. So you just have to be disciplined and decide you're going to do it. Just be, or just take some time, make your, wake up in the morning and make your bed, keep your surroundings clean. Because I also feel that if you're like sleeping in a messy room, you're, you're like sleeping in chaos. So it yeah. doesn't, if your car is clean, your bedroom's clean, your office is clean, your house, it, it feels good. Like I'm home and I don't want to look around going, Oh God, there's a pile of junk. Who wants to see that? That's just negative energy sitting in there floating. And I don't want to, I don't want to know about it. That's so funny. You mentioned that like the whole visually seen, visually seen like the mess and stuff, because I'll be driving around my car. The front part of the car is super clean. I'm feeling good. And then once I turn to the back and see the boys mess in the backseat, it just puts me in a mood. Like really? I know. But so, okay. So what I would say to that, this is mommy popping in. I like any time to get out of the car, get all your junk. I don't want to see one thing. If you get out, if you brought it in, take it out. I don't want any food there. If I see crumbs, you're not eating in here again in your life. (laughs) You just have to tell them if I I think the greatest thing I ever learned from a therapist was when you do this, then I'll do that. So if you want to ride in the car, keep the car clean. It's crazy because as a parent, you're trying to like make sure you're setting them up for like success and stuff. Right. And just recently I had. Um, my oldest, who's 12, will be 13, going into the teen years. He's been struggling with his grades. Okay, we'll give him that. But then it's his attitude that just started. And I'm great. I'm like, great. I'm I'm going into the asshole years with him as a teen. Joy. No, it's better than having a daughter. I know. <laughs> I don't have girls. I so. would take, teen- I'd take teenage boys any day of the week than teenage daughters. Teenage daughters are like assassins. They're like... <laughs> <laughs> who are you 
Yeah. I mean, I was one, so I could imagine. (laughs) I remember one time my daughter like came into the kitchen and she's like, you're fat, you're annoying, you're not funny, and you're unfashionable. I'm like, oh, and my (laughs) husband literally like picked me up and I was like, I'm going to kill her. So I'm glad I get the only They're one. So mean. They're so mean. <laughs> Honestly, I just, it's like, look, you just have to set the good example. Is your house organized? Are you positive? And when they get into that negative, I don't want to hear that talk. Like, it, and I, and there's no, I don't argue with these kids. I'm like, you're not going to speak that way. No one wants to hear it. Change. Tell me something positive. And I think it's important for kids to get um, exercise. Take away the video games. Go read a book. And, you know, unfortunately, with these video games and the TikTok and all the other stuff, like, it's not making better humans. They're not learning oh, to con- gosh, yeah. to speak. And and I think it's really important to be able to communicate. If I wasn't, if I didn't have, like, a pleasant demeanor, and <laughs> I wouldn't have this job. And I feel like the universe is, like, literally, like, giving back to you as much as you're giving out to the world. Because you've already named a couple of, like foundations you've created and stuff like where you're blessing others and then even your kids taking like you know following your footsteps in that sense and raising money for the their own charities and foundations and stuff it's just amazing how much you're giving back it's so it really you know it's funny it doesn't feel like I I really don't even think I do enough and I think that my kids like my son I I sit there and go Ben you're so amazing like I praise him up and down he's like mom I golfed today like what do you do and I'm like (laughs) What do you do? You just raised 60 grand. Like five kids are going to go to school for a year because of you. So that changes families, communities, the world. Like, you know, that's like big stuff. And I have a really blessed life. And I just think it would be morally wrong of me to not give back. When other people come to me and want to know, oh, how do I become a makeup artist or how do I start a company? I'm more than happy to help other people because other people, so many people helped me along the way and continue to help. Ask, you know, ask for help. Don't be so proud. If you're not sure, like if, you know, some of your listeners, like they're stuck, they need to just say to someone, I'm stuck. I want to get unstuck and I really don't know what to do. Can you help me? Sometimes it's easier for someone else and it obviously a therapist or something, but sometimes you don't have a therapist. You have a girlfriend or a mom or a grandmother or someone. They'll just say, just take one step. Just decide you're going to wake up at seven o'clock and you're going to go for a walk. And you're, you know, just do what, don't put so much pressure on yourself to like, after hearing us go, okay, tomorrow I'm going to totally change my life. It doesn't work that way. (laughs) Just do one little thing that will lead to the next little thing and just keep doing a little more and a little more. And Little by little, you'll, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable. You'll feel so good. Like, oh, my house is clean. Huh. I'm more productive. Wow. I made all that green juice. I'm losing weight. I'm sleeping better. I'm not eating junk. Like all these little positives create this big thing, but don't think you have to do it all in one day because it's a work in progress. And to be completely transparent, while I was reading my book, I broke all my rules. I had a cheese hamburger and chips and a diet Dr. Pepper. Okay. That's against (laughs) all my things, but you know, I don't care. It felt good. It tasted good. And it went so good with my book. So (laughs) I've been trying to lose weight too and eat good and do different things too. And it's funny because I'm so used to like some on the go on the go that it's easier to just like, Hey, drive through. And I always say in and out because it's the fastest, not 
so processed. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, how much in and out can you actually eat? Because it's only <laughs> well, have you have to have it, it wrapped in. You have it in the lettuce, lettuce obviously. Yes, yeah. but, but I. But the- you know what? Look, go to Trader Joe's, get raw almonds, keep them in Ziploc bags. I keep them in my car because I'm like, okay, if it's there, you'll eat well. Or right. I grab and like anytime. Okay, this I did a segment on NBC about this. Any because people don't want to drink their water. I'm like, you need to drink like two of these a day. Okay. Anytime you get into the car and I know you two get into it a lot, have that water filled. If you drink one of those, every time you go into the car, you'll have five of those done a day. And I put in, so a pinch of salt because we absorb the water better. I put in powdered ginger from Trader Joe's who should be sponsoring me because I'm always talking about them. (laughs) I put in like a Jamaica uh, tea, uh, like a hibiscus tea bag or or a green tea. I put in there so it has good flavor. And, oh, and malic acid. It's like a kind of sour thing that I put in. And so I drink two of those every time I get in the car. So that's done. I bring like some raw almonds. I'll grab an apple. I just bring snacks that are healthy. So I don't go to in and out And the green juice, like, I, okay, so I you can do it in any blender. You don't need a, a juicer. I put in power greens, blueberries. I put in celery, one green apple, uh, fresh ginger, and grapefruit juice. And I blend it up and I put it into mason jars with lids. I'll take one or two with me and I'm like, okay, let's go. I'm out of here. So it really, it makes a huge difference. It doesn't, it takes, you know, five minutes to make that juice and put it in the jars. It's so true what you said. Cause like, I just started eating better. I don't know. Just, I just felt like it's time to start making some, I was vegan for two and a half years. And then I oh, wow. started getting into like eating and now I just eat really. And now, and now, and now you're at in and out. <laughs> yes. Wow. I miss in and out. I'm in Texas. We don't have it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's one in Austin, she? but that's, she's in, she's in like the LA area. I'm in, oh, you're in El Paso, LA? Te- okay. Texas. Oh, wow. So. Okay. There's yeah. no in and out. Yeah. Well, lucky for you. See the blessing. There's a blessing everywhere. <laughs> The blessing is you're not eating in and out. But see, like I've changed maybe like the past two and a half weeks where I completely cut out like fast food and good. And look at your skin looks really good. Yeah. I've I've noticed just in maybe three, four days of the change, like you just feel so much better. Your energy is better. Big time. Big time. I feel like with the processed food, you feel more like sluggish. I was always like then I have to eat again because it like burns. I don't know. It's like, right. well, you know what? It's all, okay. So what I learned about that, cause I'm always like, why is it that if I'm eating more junk, like I'm hungry all the time because there's not enough nutrients for your body to like absorb and fill up. So if you eat something healthy, like you have that green juice in the jar, I'm full for a few hours and I'll, I'll have a handful of almonds. I'm good. Like three, four hours. So your body, you actually will eat less by eating better. I always think like, well, okay, it's not the worst thing, but why don't we try and do the best thing? Because you'll be rewarded. You're going to feel so good. Your energy is going to be, you're going to lose weight. You're going to feel so good. Your skin's going to look amazing. And it's funny because I've had models come on set. I had this one particular situation. I was working with Mark and Graham. It's like a company owned by William Sonoma. And the model arrived and her skin was a disaster. Like, what are you eating? It like acne all over. And I'm like, okay, we were going to shoot for three days. And it was like, we start on a Friday. I'm like, listen here, Saturday, Sunday, you are going to green juice with a lot of celery because celery juice takes away inflammation and clears. I'm like, you are going to come here on Monday with clear skin. 
because it's not fair that I have to deal with that skin. It's not. Your job is to like come with, you know, relatively good skin and I will fix any imperfections, but I, I can't do like surgery here on your skin. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, but she came on Monday. It's yeah. like different face. Really? So I'm telling you, your skin, your body will reward you so fast. I'm getting married. But, but you know what your body... I'm going to have to start. <laughs> yes, you have to do the green celery. Celery yeah. sounds like it's, it's the key. Celery. I need coffee in the morning. I like, I'm not okay. You can do your coffee. So the first thing you have a glass of water with either like a big splash of Bragg's apple cider vinegar or one lemon squeezed into the water. Start, start that first. Then I do the green juice and then I do tea. I don't drink coffee, but go to your coffee. I'm not telling you to not drink coffee. I'm just saying before you you want to put something, you want to put water in your body before you do anything. Okay. It's super important to hydrate starting your day and a probiotic. Super important. Here you go. She's telling gut us how health, to- Gut health is everything. I was, I was just going to say, she's giving us tips on how to make us feel good from the inside. <laughs> yes, it is. It's That's what like when people go beauty from the inside out, they think I'm talking about being a good person. Well, um, that's just duh. Yeah, of course, be a good person. Like, I think I am in this kind of a mood because I feel good. So what are some like, for us busy mamas and busy listeners, what is like some key points if we're trying to get into like a skincare routine, like to start from the outside? Because you've given us okay. plenty of tips from the inside, oh, yeah, where, where which is it? amazing. Yeah, right. <laughs> like start being a makeup artist. Tell us something we can do. So I think for it's super important every day. And I know this sounds so basic but not everyone does it. I get people bragging to me that they don't wipe off their makeup or their mascara. You have to. Um, so what I would recommend using, like I like apricot oil and then I'll use like a Neutrogena wipe or I get a washcloth with like cold water, or warm water and just wipe everything off. And then I will cleanse my face. Vitamin C uh, serum is super important in protecting and rejuvenating your skin. I use Retin-A like every other day on my skin and my neck and moisturizer. I like different, I like face oils. Um, I like different, just change it up. Your body gets used to it. I've been working with this beauty chemist because I'm doing my new line called I'm Too Busy. And uh, we're doing this new skincare. It's going to be a three-step step skincare. And so it was so interesting because he's asking me, so what do you do? And I'm like, oh, first thing in the morning, I like splash cold water on my face. He's like, wrong. I'm like, what do you mean wrong? <laughs> he goes, no. What, so what we're doing is um, a reverse cleansing. You need to protect your skin before you wash it. Because think about it. Our waters all have minerals, chlorine, and God knows what in it, right? I mean, we're filtering out the water we drink, but not the water that we put on our face. So my three-step program is going to be a cleanser and a moisturizer. And you get to put a tiny bit of water in that, put it on your face and then add the water. And it puts like a shield up to protect your skin from any minerals, chemicals or whatever that's in your water. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah. I was shocked when he told me that. I'm like, water's bad. What? I'm like, <laughs> and I'm, I'm texting my partner. I'm like, this guy's a nut. But, <laughs> but if you think about it, like, okay. It I makes sense. Once he said all that, I'm like, yeah. oh, right. So I had to you take it back. I travel a lot and like, I noticed like, I don't know, have you ever like when you go to the mountains, right? And the water is like, you come home from the weekend and I'm like, damn, California needs this water. Like my skin just feels like. Yeah, but there's not a bunch of crap in it. LA water is the worst. Oh God. And then I come, and then, you know, you want to know something funny is 
if you have soap scum on your shower, then I'm like, your water is so shitty because dude, that's a lot. Like when you, when you go up to like the Sierra, like people that just live in the mountains, they, they don't like their showers and their water is not like California water. I can't explain. Yeah. It. I, I, I totally get that. No, you're right. It's true. So it is really important to protect your skin. Okay. So what other things to protect your skin being just consistent with your, you know, your skin regime, moisturizing, eye cream, sunscreen. Hello. You need to put it on your face, your neck, your chest, and your hands. Your hands show your age. I look at mine. (laughs) My age, I was, I was in Palm Springs having tea with my agent and he's so funny. He was like, uh, because in Palm Springs, everyone's face is like nice and looks amazing. And he goes, and then you look down at their hands and he's like, Mm. <laughs> they're like they're 900 years old so it's That's... true so you know and you're driving and the sun's on your hands so sunscreen on your hands is really important i know I it's hard to talk recently that said like even if you're just home in front of the computer screen you still should use sunblock right the lights and everything that you get and i'm like holy true. crap i've been doing it all wrong i'm thinking oh i don't go out <laughs> just work from home True, but you know what it's funny like so what you know what we were saying earlier about makeup being superficial you don't even realize that foundation and that concealer you're putting on is actually protecting your skin your new venture that you're working on the i'm too busy sounds like perfect because when i think of skincare routines i think like you see girls using like 10 products and oh hell no i can't super intimidating but see and and then you you know that's the problem when people when companies are making these like 10 step processes no one's going to do it in real life. Okay. It sounds great when you're at Nordstrom's and they're like, oh, you need this, 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 and this. And then you get home, you're like, I'm going to do one and two, or oh, I'll just do one. <laughs> uh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'm not going to do it at all. So yeah. it's super important. Just be consistent. Even if you just throw, get a makeup wipe, take it off your face. Okay. And just rinse off your face or some oil. Just, it just, you have to take the dirt off your face at night and let your skin breathe. It's very important. Um, sleep it's free. It is the number one beauty tip of the world is beauty sleep. You need to rest. You need to laugh. You need to love a hug goes a long way, you know? Oh, um, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm picky with people who come to my space. Uh. About giving I don't know stuff. <laughs> um, I'm like, oh, hug me. I, I'm a big hugger. I'm into it. My son today, yesterday, he was like, we were in the golf cart and I just kind of like rubbed him. He's like, okay, that's creepy. I'm like, what? I go, I'm your mother. I'm just rubbing you. And he's like, no, that's weird. Go rub your boyfriend. Is, wait, like, is he a teenager? Because I feel yes, like yes. My teenage daughter would say to you, like, yeah, ew, you're creepy. You're you're like. You're a star. Like he was like appalled that I like just rubbed his arm. I'm like, oh, I love you. And he's just like, dude, you're so weird. I'm yeah, like, I do the same thing. And I'm like, but your boyfriends could touch you and nobody can. Yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Right? <laughs> your mom touches you and wants to. And, and I'm, and, like, yeah, and we're creepy. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. You know what the word is? Cringy. You're cringy. cringy. Yeah. Cringy. Yeah. You're trifling. Yeah. Stop bugging. <laughs> you're bugging. I'm like, yeah. I don't even know what that means. I'm bugging. I go, what is that? It's like, you know, just stop being you. Yeah. That's when our real, my, the, my kids, cause I have five daughters. Okay. So that's when they're like, when they, what, start- what? you have five daughters. <laughs> yes. Girl. I'm so sorry. Yes. What was I thinking? No. <laughs> 
Yes. Okay, five. Well, okay. How old are these people? Okay. My oldest is 25. Okay. She's Never. starting to become like a normal person again. Go on. Okay. She really is starting to, she's the, she's the normal. That's it. Okay. That's okay. it. 25. Um, go on. 25, 23, 22, 20, and 16. <laughs> you know what Bobby Flay told me? I did this shoot. Do you know who he is? Celebrity yes. chef. Okay. So I go do this photo shoot with him and I had been warned he was awful, but he couldn't have been. I've heard of that hurt. too. He's not, he's the least <laughs> awful. Cl- he's the best. I love him. First of all, he knew who my husband, he goes, are you married to Ken Flack? And I go, yeah. He goes, how'd you get that guy to marry you? I'm like, what? He's so funny. <laughs> so he makes me a cup of tea. And then we were talking about like, our daughters were both sorority sisters. They were in the same sorority. And Oh, wow. And then he, and then he's like, you know, you have too many. Cause I had, I had five and then my husband had four. So there's like nine. He goes, can you just stop being a hooker and like having kids? Like you could be really successful if you just stop breeding. And I laugh. I go, I, I will. That's so yeah. hilarious. Oh no, it made me laugh so hard, but I'm like, I could see where some people would think it's, yeah. I, I love his humor and I like, I love him. And he was really, it, he was coming from a lovely place and he was funny and nice. And, but you know, I just you're done having, you're done having people, right? Oh yes, girl. <laughs> 16 years ago. Okay. They, okay, they invented TV since then. They've invented. Computers. Yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's TikTok. Go, go in. See, <laughs> you're going to be the only person that I'm going to say, you know what, girly, go do it. Go, go, go. Go, TikTok. TikTok. go, go, go Instagram. TikTok. Go look, go, go look on Instagram. Get out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Literally. That's Literally. funny. She's five daughters. Oh. I know. So that I'm, I'm saying like, they, they're the ones that nitpick and talk the shit. Like you're too old. They, and this lingo. And I'm like, dude, your, your style was my style when I was in high school. So I know. And, and yeah, I created it. <laughs> I know. Right. I get it. Now it's, I just think it's important to just feel good. And you know what? You have five daughters set the best example. You know, when, if they see you eating well, they'll eat well. And I don't give like with food, Last night I made my son dinner. Like I just put out, for, I give them salad. My other big mommy tip before they have any of their pasta or steak or whatever, I give them a big plate of salad. I'm like, when that's done, I'll give you the other thing. And then I used to give them green juice in a wine glass because I told them it was a cocktail. Oh, so, when, <laughs> so I would get like, I would get like orange or apple juice and then I'd throw in like, because spinach doesn't taste like anything. So I throw spinach in there and an apple and that and a banana or whatever. And they would drink it all. Like I said it when we first started recording, Christina, you with regardless of how far you've come in life and how successful you are, you are still <laughs> such a down earth and humble oh. person oh, and I'm all you. for it. <laughs> and <laughs> I hope you, you've already thought of, you know, three things about you. So we could go, go ahead and play our intuition test. <laughs> okay. Two, two truths, one lie to wrap okay. this up because we've been having okay. so much fun but there you go everybody already heard she already gave us tips on you know how to feel good from the inside secrets to just a simple skincare routine <laughs> like, <laughs> and how comfortable you need to like be comfortable being uncomfortable like yes there was several gems so I suggest you all follow her we'll have her Instagram on our show notes because she'll even post you know other interviews she has where like 
even there, she's like spitting out gems and stuff like and all this <laughs> wisdom and knowledge. So we appreciate you. So I'm going to shut up now. You. Go ahead and yeah. hit us with three things about you. And we're going to guess what the lie is. I'm Stalin's great, great granddaughter. The band Journey wrote a song about me. God, I can't think of another thing. Like, I'm trying to think of something that's like. Uh... <laughs> She's not a liar. I'm an intro. I'm, I'm, I'm sh- I, you know what? I, the, uh, the truth of the matter is I'm actually very shy and an introvert. I saw Journey was part of your client list, but I, for some reason, I feel like that one was a lie. I was going to say, I feel like that one is a lie too. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually true. Oh, <laughs> what song is this that they have wrote it's, about um, you? Still She Cries. And Jonathan Cain is my kid's godfather, the oh, keyboardist. Oh, wow. So he wrote that song about me. Yeah. Now I'm going to go listen to that song. Yeah, know, same. <laughs> okay, so which one was the was the lie? The first one? Yes. Stalin's great-great-grand. My husband started a rumor about me, like in the tennis world. He told some Rod Laver, who's like a very famous tennis player that I was Stalin's great, great granddaughter when he said, Oh, your wife's so lovely. And he goes, are you kidding? She's awful. She's Stalin's great, great granddaughter. And so, yeah. So he told him that at the U S open and this guy's like 80. And then my husband passed away and I went to Indian Wells to give out the trophy for this golf tournament. My husband, they named after him and Rod Laver was there. And uh, Larry Ellison's assistant came to me and said, Oh, Mr. Laver would like, would like to talk to you. And I'm like, Oh, cause I'm thinking, I mean, you know, he doesn't remember anything. I'm like, Oh, I'm Ken's wife. You know, I met you in New York and he's like, oh, right. You're Stalin's great, great granddaughter. And I'm like, Oh, I look up. I'm like, are you happy? Like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, I you know, I, I was hoping that he, my husband was looking at me down from up there where he is and laughing like, Oh, the rumor worked. That is That's- hilarious. Yes, <laughs> that is a, a prank that went full circle. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, I love that. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. Well, this was fun. It was nice to meet you. Good to meet you. Okay. You guys are great. This was amazing. I, I oh, enjoyed thank you. it. Like, I'm so glad. Even the mommy tips. Like, <laughs> I mean, I would Let's hope after that. this much time momming and then that girl that's like, you know, five daughters. <laughs> I can't. I don't need. I don't even know what to say about that. That's just like, wow. To our listeners, she's going to be providing us with a discount code for you guys to go shop her line at prettygirlmakeup.com. Discount so, code pretty girl. All one pretty word. Pretty girl. There you go. For mm-hmm. 25% off. That's exciting. I'm definitely going to go check it out. Cool. <laughs> when does your um, other line, the two, I'm too busy, come out? Uh. That is a great question. I just sent a note to my partner. I'm like, uh, hello. Oh, um, soon. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully this year. I, You know what? I always say like, oh, like in a couple of weeks, we're not, it's going to be a bit. We're waiting <laughs> for these investors and. Well, we'll definitely keep an eye out for that. Yes. Fantastic. But go ahead, Drea. Close okay. it out. All right. We're sending tons of love and tons of light, and we are out this bitch. Bye. <laughs>